Good evening, everyone. Good evening and welcome back. Welcome back to the Porsche Cooled Podcast. Podcast where we chat about, talk about all things Porsche. I'm going to introduce myself today because I never introduce myself. My name is Michael Bath and Steve is here as usual. Hi, Steve. Hello, mate. How are you going? I'm well. How is sunny Sydney? Um, yeah, it's sunny today. It's still a bit chilly, but um, it's all good, you know. Tomorrow, tomorrow in the UK, as listeners know, we're recording this on a Tuesday. I always, we always record it on a, late on a Tuesday night. It's 11pm here in London. Mm. Steve is early in the morning. But it's, tomorrow is going to be 28 degrees in London. Like wow. 28 degrees in London is like 38 degrees in Sydney. <laughs> you know that yeah, for some it's, reason. It's it like a hotter, lot right? hotter. Yeah. Especially if you're catching the tube. If you're catching the underground, then God help you because you just can't breathe down there. It's like another oh, 10 degrees hotter. So not going anywhere. Got meetings tomorrow anyway. Um, yeah, right. So welcome back, everyone. Um, like we said, Porsche School Podcast. A lot of you have been here before. I'm going to say this in the beginning of the podcast now because a lot of you, I know a lot of people have been uh, coming to the podcast, Steve, and mm. they have been coming uh, mid-season, so to speak. They're not starting at one. They're starting at a, a random. <laughs> they're starting at a random number. And you know what? I do that with other podcasts as well. I just kind of pick the ones I want. So I don't really know, you know how the flow works. I guess. And I did yep. that with Spike as well. I didn't start at number one. I start. I just pick one that I yeah, wanted yeah. to listen to, whether it be Magnus Walker or yeah. it was. Um, and then you eventually come back and start it and, and go through all of them. Um, I just want to say to you, though, and I did mention to you on Instagram, which I thought was quite interesting. I spoke to, I recorded two owner stories over the weekend for the next coming, coming weeks. And yep. one of them was um, Stephen from Sydney. And Stephen actually um, knew of your 993. We're talking about Porsches. And he said he knew of your 993 when it was at Auto House. I think he said he test drove it. He didn't buy it uh, because he wanted something different. Why not? <laughs> not because it was bad. And Stephen, I know you're listening and I, you know, my memory is so bad tonight. Um, it wasn't because it was bad. It's because it wasn't. He, he wanted something else. I forget what it was. I'd it was be curious to that, know what he thought about it in terms of the actual kind of drive or the experience. Yeah. Is that car? Um, I'll send you. I'll send you his um, Instagram, and maybe you can chat to him about it. Um, mm-hmm. But he's got Stephen. I, I don't. I'm going to talk about this week's owner stories. But Stephen's coming up in a current episode, and Stephen's uh, in a future episode, I should say. And Stephen's um, got a 912 as well. But it's a 912 with a twist. So all the people that love 912s and love me talking about 912s, you're going to like uh, Stephen's story because one of his cars is a 912, um, but it's a very, very very cool one like i sent you the image steve the uh, orange one oh uh, this is um this is ozzy ashmal he's got a 996 and a 912 that's correct you gave it yeah. away i was going to give away that part but yeah oh, oops <laughs> you gave excellent it away. Yeah. excellent work steve um so that's coming up, up. Work. all right so let's get back on to something really really important uh i always like to start it in fact i'm going to do the order a little bit different this week i'm just going to start on the uh Apple, actually, no, I'll go back to the owner story. So the owner stories this week, um, it, it went live uh, on Tuesday, which is today, but you know, you're listening to this on a Friday. Uh, I know Steve hasn't listened to it. Uh, it's number 36, and it was with uh, Bernard, and Bernard's from Brisbane in Australia. Uh, Bernard's got a great story. He had, his, uh, he had his first Porsche. He bought his first Porsche at 22, Steve. Uh, Bernard. That's even younger than when you bought your first Porsche, right? Uh, 27, I think. 27, there you go. Um, So he bought his first Porsche at 22. It was a really, really well looked after uh, 12,000-kilometer 944S2 in Iconic Guards Red. That was his first Porsche. Um, It it actually recently came up for sale at um, 
Bernard's going, why don't you remember? I think it was Classic Throttle Shop, I think. Um, but I think it was selling for around 90000 90, Australian dollars, Bernard said. I mean, it was really low kilometers. Yeah, it was a very low... Yeah, I think so. It was a really yeah. well looked after, very low kilometer um, example. So, But uh, that came up again. He saw that. Uh, but his current Porsche is a 991 Carrera 2, Steve. Mm-hmm. I like the Carrera 2. I like the 991, especially yeah, in the yeah. point 0.1. It's... Um it's funny since the advent of the 992, like I think an appreciation for 991 sort of has sort of swelled a little bit just because um, makes you realise how pretty the design is kind of compared to the 992, which is a bit more butch. Yeah, and you're right actually. And it's kind of what we're going to talk about with the 997.1 and 997.2 a little bit later in the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You're right. It's, it's like I think 991... Point one values are going to go up because they went a little bit down, didn't they? They were there was you know UK. I know they're not that expensive. Australia, they were. Right. You know, I think the cheapest one I saw was about one hundred and thirty nine thousand. I think the cheapest nine nine one point one. Um, but right. maybe with the nine nine two, like you said, the fact that you can't get an allocation, there is no new car stock at the moment. This new car stock yeah. thing is still a problem. The used market is going up and up and up. Everything is increasing in value. Um, it's yep. going to burst eventually. It, it, it's not going to, it can't sustain it. I don't think it can be, you know, I don't think it's going to keep going. Yeah. Because everything has gone up. It's not just Porsches, everything has gone up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, you know, maybe the 991.1, you know, people are going to start looking at that again and thinking, well, I can't get a 992. What will I get? You know, possible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anyway, Bernard's got a, a 991.1 Carrera 2. Uh, it's uh, in anthracite brown, which is a really rare color. I yeah, quite like weird, the color. It? Yeah, it's a weird color. It looks gray, though. I see the photos that um, the, the, yeah. you know, the image I posted today that Bernard gave me for the podcast and for the YouTube thing that's coming up tomorrow. Um, it looks gray to me. It doesn't look that brown. Um, I the have same. seen one in real life. I have seen one. Um, I'm assuming it's not, as, it's not as brown as macadamia, which I really don't like. like. You're right. It looks, in photographs at least, it looks a lot more anthracite than it does brown. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's a nice looking, you know, it's a really well optioned uh, uh, Carrera too. It's a really nicely well optioned mm-hmm. one. I mean, it's got the two-tone interior. I quite like yep. the two-tone interior. I'm, I'm becoming a big fan of that two-tone interior. In fact, if I ever spec'd a new 911, I'd probably spec it with two-tone interior. You mean two-tone when dash. Spec? Yeah, when, when. When? Uh, well, I had if. an idea the other day. I was thinking big, Steve. I started thinking big, actually. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Tell you after I, I'll tell you after this because people are going to think I'm crazy, but I, I started no, thinking. I like it when you think big thinking bigger um but anyway bernard's story is a really good one he's also owned bmws uh, he had that m3 competition you know the the one that's just been superseded i think it's the f80 is it f80 m3 competition yeah, he had it in that just bought yeah had it in that really cool blue color yeah. that light blue which is a really really nice color um he got yeah. rid of that came back to um came back to porsche after that one and then he bought his uh, you know the 901.1 career too He's also a watch fan. Bernard's actually the guy that uh, I, that gave me, and I don't know whether I mentioned this in the podcast when I brought it up. He's the one that sent me the images of that uh, GTS in manual, Steve, that was for sale oh, okay. in Brisbane. So, you yeah, know, yeah, here yeah, I'm right. harping on about it. It only comes in PDK, and then there's a manual one in Brisbane for sale, the one that sold okay. for 250K. Yeah. And that's about it. End of the podcast, we nerd out about watches. So if you're not into watches, you could probably can finish it, you know, five minutes earlier because we do nerd out a bit about watches <laughs> in the end. Pernard's got some Rolexes yeah, cool. and Breitlings and things like that. So anyway, check it out. It's a really good one. Uh, and if you 
you want to go and follow Bernard, the link is in the description of the podcast and his Instagram handle. What is wrong with me tonight? I don't even have it in front of me. Uh, his Instagram is Ibida, Ibida, Ibida. What is it? What does that mean? Uh, it's is accountant. That some accountant. Term? Yeah, yeah. You know what that is? The accountant talk. What is it? Uh, what does it what stand, does it stand for? for? What does it stand for? Oh my God, what's wrong with me? You're talking to know. a lowly, a lowly creative person that has know. no understanding of financial things. I don't know. Um, it's uh, if you want to go and follow Bernard, it's at at e b i t d a underscore nine eleven at e b i t d a nine eleven. Go and follow him uh, and tell him you heard the story. But that's this week, so make sure you have a listen to that if you haven't listened to it already. I know some people have. I know some people have already reached out to me and said they enjoyed it. So thank you for that, um, Steve. Cool. Yes. Last week, I did a yes. I did a I did a call out. You know, I was a bit. Not so modest, not so, you know, a bit embarrassing. I need a call out for everyone to go and do a um, review, Apple oh, rating right. and review. And did it work? You got one. I didn't get any. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> the, I really have to say, you know, you guys, honestly, honestly, Steve, the listeners, like I have to say thank you to everyone because there were six well, reviews. People actually listened to you. There were six. Six wow. new reviews since last week's episode. Um, there's probably the going to be Michael more. Barth. Yeah, and this is Tuesday. I'm rec- we're recording this, so there's probably going to be more by the time this goes live on Friday. But this is up until Tuesday. There were six yeah, reviews. Cool. Uh, I can't read them all out, I don't think, but I'll just read the heading. Uh, the first one was appreciate the community. That was from Mark Norcal via, via Apple Podcast, United States of America. Uh, great listen. Um, the only problem, I'll read this one. It's short. The only problem is that after I'm done listening to an episode, I start searching for a second episode. That was from Aaron in San Diego. Thank you, Aaron. I thought he was going to say, um, the only problem is Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Great. No, no one says that. Uh, Other one, great podcast. A great podcast, a must for all us Porsche owners and fans. That's from Jez992, Great Britain. Uh, Porsche chat, always welcome. Uh, New to the podcast, really enjoying the content. Currently restoring my SC. I know who this is. Currently restoring my SC and love listening while tinkering on the car. Um, That's onur.au in Australia. Uh, perfect Porsche weekly chat and catch up from MPG in Australia. Number one Porsche podcast. Thank you very much. That's what we're trying to get. We're trying to get to be the number one Porsche podcast. It seems like that's people Marco. are. <coughs> is it? Oh, Marco. Yeah, that's Marco. Okay, Marco. MPG. Thank you, Marco. That's fantastic. Yeah. Marco left one. Great, Marco. Okay, I'll read it all out then because <laughs> it's Marco. Number one Porsche podcast. No puffed up egos here. Just great Porsche chit chat between two mates. Press play and let them keep you company while you're driving, polishing, enjoying your weekend toy. Michael, soon to be GT3 Michael, I can feel it. I should have known that was Marco. Thanks, Marco. <laughs> um, Go, Marco. <laughs> and then excellent, excellent Porsche pod. Uh, great podcast for current and prospective Porsche owners. Uh, really valuable insights. Michael and Steve are very enjoyable to listen to. Keep up the good work. That's James in Ireland. I cut that short a bit. There's more to it, but that's just the main part. James in Ireland. Thank you, James. Um, and now, because I've read everyone else's that, I have to go back to the first one. Appreciate the community. Uh, amazing commonality of experience. Porsche owners share from all around the world. Fun to hear the owner's stories. Uh, enthusiasm is a consistent theme here. Really appreciate the time and effort, Steve, and, my, and especially Michael, put into making the podcast for the rest of us to enjoy. So thank you, to the, thank you to you guys. Thank you for doing that. Um, I really appreciate it. Steve appreciates it. Um, like I said, we're, we're almost at 100 rating and reviews. I think we're on 92, and I think with these six, I think we must be on 98 in total now. So we're almost at 100. Okay. Yeah, cool. we, just need, we just need a couple more. We'll hit 100 uh, for, the global, for the global iTunes community, basically. 
So that's great. Thank you so much, Steve. You know, I need you to talk. I'm out of breath. Talk. Talk about what? What um, did you see? Uh-huh. I put it in the notes, actually, the link. Did you see that? Um, I think it was a UK. I think it was a UK article that Porsche uh-huh. 911 is the most searched for classic car. Do you believe that? Yeah, I guess I do believe it. There's nothing that kind of unusual, is there, or that surprising? The article um, said, did you, read what, did you read the article? It said, classic car buyers are increasingly searching for dream cars rather than affordable models. Why? Everyone's rich. Is that because we want to spoil ourselves after COVID? Is that what it is? Everyone's yeah. just getting so depressed and so, you know, like, you know, sick of being at home. It's just like, let's just, why does it matter anymore? Let's just spend our money. I guess so. Or is it also because, you know, things that were deemed, I don't know, if you sort of said classic car to me, I'd kind of think, you know, like old MG Roadsters or E-Type Jag and stuff like that. I wonder if those sorts of cars um, are less relevant as we all get older because, you know, Gen Y and millennials wouldn't have, would have less of an idea of what they are. I mean, we all know that people are searching for 80s and 90s cars at the moment, right? 80s and 90s cars are the, are the flavour. Mm-hmm. You know, even how when I heard that episode on Spike's Car Radio, how they were talking about the SC and how they were talking yep. about how, you know, when they started buying the, the Porsches, uh, Spike and, and Zuckerman, they wouldn't even yep. look at those 80s models, the SCs, because yep. they just put their nose up at them because, you know, it was about the 70s. You know what I mean? Yep. But the long hoods yep. about the 70s models, the 60s and 70s models, which yep. is interesting in the times of change. You know, there was a, there was a, a blue... It could have been a one-owner example that was just on Bring a Trailer, an SC. Uh-huh. It literally sold a couple of days ago. I was watching it. Beautiful. You know, blue with a light interior. Beautiful example. It sold yep, for yep. 90, 91000 or 90500 US dollars for an SC. Yikes. Yeah. Now, that's a lot. You know what I mean? So, you know, and then we, we talked about how there was that SC special edition, you know, that we didn't like from that fashion company. Oh, yeah. um, then there was that other black one that you said you saw. Was that an SC that you sent me the link for and you said, this one looks better? Uh, you had it on your list and you, I forget who it was now, and you said that one looks better. Was that an SC or was that an Oh, 80s? you said that to me. I didn't send that to you. you Did I to send me. it? Really? <laughs> That's I thought you sent it to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Was that an SC? Um, uh, hang on. I'm just gonna that was another it. fashion, that was another fashion, uh, so the listeners know what we're talking about. It's, it's, out, another... of, um, it's out of Japan. Um Miyuki Miyuki Zoku, the fashion brand is MKI. M-K-I yeah, the black one, wasn't it? Oh, it's out of Yorkshire. <laughs> it's obviously a Japanese designer there. Yeah, the black one, wasn't it? That was quite cool, though. I thought, did you look at the images of that? It was quite cool. But it anyway, it's about. Cool. But this article, I just read the best of this article, and it wasn't. It was interesting because it was actually from the auction site Car and Classic. Uh, which is UK, actually, car and classic in the UK. And it says, data shows that yep. Porsche 911 is the, now the most searched for vehicle on its website, replacing the Ford Capri, has to be the UK. Figures are based mm-hmm. on the analysis of site visits comparing the first quarter of 2021, blah, blah, blah. Um, the second most searched for car, Steve, on classic yep. cars, was the Jaguar E-Type, right? Yep. And the third one, this is interesting, because we know the correlation between Porsche owners and, and BMW owners is is yep. is... is getting stronger and the third one was the 1980s e30 bmw yep e30 bmw 3 series not m3 just 3 series so that was the that was the two the 911 being the main one the jaguar e-type and then the e30 bmw 
So it's pretty interesting. Out of all the classic cars, they're the three most searched for classic cars on Car and Classic. I suppose 911, like if, if that was a competition, um, given that there is a 911 that's existed for, what, 40 years kind of thing, <laughs> slight advantage because... Yeah, true. You know, like how long did the E-Type Jag last or the <laughs> yeah, Ford no, Capri? That's actually a good point. It's like there's so many What's, different variants of the Ford. You know, you search 911, yeah. there's... Yeah, actually, the only other true. one is a Corvette, isn't it? Like a Corvette's lasted the same amount of time as a 911, but that's it. Yeah, it's kind of like not really a random sample, is it? It's kind of not like, <laughs> it's not yeah. really exact data. Uh, you're yeah. right, you're right, you're right. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, what else? All right, so I saw that article today. Um, this is for you, Steve, because it's about GT3, even though it's not about the mm-hmm. 997. I've, at, First, I thought maybe they're doing it for the 997. That's what I thought. That sort of piqued my interest. Um, Porsche now offers uh, Manti Racing performance kits for the 911 GT2 and GT3. Uh, Manti Racing. I thought, yep. I actually thought it was already available because, like, for example, I, I know in Melbourne you can kind of, I've seen Instagram posts of people kind of fitting the kit, but it must just be that um, not only is it dealer dealer fitted and um, provided but it's warranted now as well that that must be the difference yeah and i think that's that's pretty clever of porsche once again because the owner stories when i talk to people who have their car in warranty um whenever they bought a porsche in warranty they're all everyone is has you know you can't really do much to it because you don't want to avoid your warranty it's got this warranty you don't want to avoid your warranty you're stuck Um, the fact yep. that they ha- are offering it through the, you know, the accessories division and the Manti Racing, and then you can get it for your uh, GT Porsches. You can get it for your, what was it, 991.2 GT3, uh, GT2 RS, the GT3 yep. RS, uh, and the 718 Cayman GT4, which I thought was interesting. Yep. It would be pretty cool to see it. They say that it's not, it's not performance. It's more bodywork aerodynamics, I think, though. I don't think it's actually performance oh, as in, performance i don't think it's engine wise i mean maybe it's exhaust but i don't i didn't think it was uh sort of like suspension um more suspension and, and aero like the um you know those sort of funny kind of rear wheel covers that they put on things yeah no it says that and the kit Manti racing kit includes additional aerodynamic uh con- components magnesium wheels with aero covers revisions to the suspension yep. and braking system um, okay. Basically, it's yep. designed to increase track performance but keeps the car still street legal. It won't make your 911 GT3 or GT2 faster in a straight line. It will make it more nimble at the track and help you shave a few seconds of lap times. Yep. So I guess this kind of is all in, in Porsche's thing, though, Steve. You know, the new GT3, as we know, it's more it's more pushed to the, the motor racing spectrum. You know what I mean? It's pushed a little bit further that direction. So it's all about, you know... Uh, about the track in a way. I mean, I've heard reviews about it and watched reviews about it, and they say the suspension mm. isn't great on, you know, it's not great on back roads. It's not, it's not great yeah. on, on rough roads. Um, in fact, I heard someone say the other day, and, and I forget which podcast it was, someone said the other day that, the, you know, the previous generation, the 991.2, was actually more well-rounded on the road and the track. They thought that it was a bit too hard on the road. Yeah. Because the double, the double front wishbones, um, apparently, well, the spring rate, that's um, resulted from the double front wishbones is twice as um, stiff. So they reckon it's just not as compliant. But yeah, Manti Racing stuff, um, it is interesting because it is kind of going back to motorsport heritage. Like they now run the sort of Porsche, like some of the racing kind of teams. And I think Porsche bought a stake in Manti Racing a little while ago. But 
it's kind of funny because it's sort of isn't that really how like AMG started and a peanut for BMWs and all of that kind yeah, of thing. Like yeah. they were a bit of a tuner arm. Then the factory or the, the the mother brand kind of bought into it. Then all of a sudden, you know, an AMG car wasn't um, sort of from AMG. It was actually like a Mercedes AMG. And then all of a sudden, if you kind of followed the kind of journey of that, now you can kind of buy like a four-cylinder AMG where, in, you know, in its history it used to have to kind of be sort of like a, you know, big capacity engine and stuff like that. So it kind of got watered down. Yeah, I remember... I remember in Edgecliff in Sydney, Edgecliff, mm-hmm. at the top of the hill of Edgecliff, yeah, on the yeah, right-hand yeah. side, that place. And I remember that being there for years and years. And I swear they used to do conver- they used to do full AMG conversions of Mercedes-Benz there, didn't they? I'm pretty sure that's what they used to do. That was a wheel company. It just so happened to be called AMG as opposed to oh, was it? it being aligned with yeah, Mercedes, like AMG, the Mercedes uh, kind of tuner. Okay. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to sort of sell um, a range of different wheels. But, yeah, the Manti thing is kind of interesting. Like, I'd, I'd imagine that it's heinously expensive um, and it probably really would be... Well, so I guess if you kind of bought that kind of gear right now, um, when I'd sort of read about it on, like, 9-11 UK forums and Renlist, it really is for the track-oriented types. Um, but I bet you, you know, like in a couple of years, we'll be talking about it again. Um and it probably will become slightly more of a brand accessory kind of thing. Yeah, and like you said, they do own they do do own part of the company. Porsche do own part of Manti Racing. So um, mm. I think it's clever though because it is it means that you know there's a lot of people that want to take their GT3 RS, their GT2 RS, you know, to the track, their GT4, yeah. and the fact that they can get these upgrades and it doesn't void their warranty. You know what I mean? So it. Yep. Yep. It's a good idea. I mean, it really, it, you know, it's a good idea. I, I bet they're really, really expensive. I bet it's like crazy money. But um, Well, I wonder, as an example, like for my car, um, you know, like if I was to upgrade the suspension and I went for um, some KWs, for example, I wonder what the corresponding Manti branded KWs, like what the premium is, like for their specific kind of setup. Because they are KWs, aren't they? You said Manti Racing. Yeah, years. I think so. They're just, I think so. Yeah, they're just tweaked for them, are they? Or branded for them? Yeah, it's, are they? To, it's to their specification. That would be interesting, actually. But they don't say the nine nine seven GT three. They only say the nine zero one point two generation. Yeah. In fact, they don't even say GT three is too old, man. Yeah, and they don't even say GT three in this article. They just say GT two RS and GT three RS. Oh, okay. Yeah, that probably makes sense too. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just been a bit vague. Maybe it is all of them. Um, last week we were talking about tires. We we're talking about mixing tires. We we're talking about how you just went out and bought new tires and wheels for your car and <laughs> yep, <laughs> things like that. Um, tires, but, just tires, <laughs> just tires. Have you driven on the car more? How are the tires? How are they? Are they rubbed mm. in? Are they? Are they feeling right now? I actually haven't. Um, since we went for that little drive um, on the weekend, I've had a busy work week. Um, we were going to get out um, last Friday, but Marco got sick. Um, so we'll probably try to do it again, um, maybe towards the end of the week. But um, I actually haven't. And then, curiously, Marco's 996 Turbo, the yes. speedy banana, um, yes came on, I think it was like 12-year-old Conti Force tyres, so like well past their, well past their, um, their you, usable kind absolutely, of life. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Um, he was holding out because he had that sort of rubbing issue in the rear, um, rear wheel arch liners. Did he rectify so, that? Um, I think he sort of thinks that it's like it's a legacy thing that it's not rubbing anymore. He can't quite tell. Like he's put some tape on the inside to kind of see if it's still, if it's still sort of doing it. Right. Um, and right. I, I have a feeling that it's not been doing it. But anyway, so because he was sort of trying to suss that out, then he was waiting, holding off on the tires. Blah blah blah. But then yesterday he sent me a message saying that um, he's taken the plunge and he's gotten himself a new set of N-rated Michelin PS2s. Okay, so was that the tyre that came on the turbo, the PS2s? Um, yeah, I think so. I'm not, I'm not um, up to 996s, but I think it might be, um, to be honest... So the um, same as it, what's on my car, Pilot Sport 2s? Yeah, I was about to say, to be honest, it was also because that's the only thing that he could kind of get. He was, in, he was looking at PS4s, even though they're not N-rated like mine, but... They had trouble supplying the rears, I think it was, in 18s. Right. See, um, so he opted for PS2s. Well, if that's the tyre that came on the car, I can understand it. See, I'm still in two minds whether would I do the Pilot Sport 4 S's or would I go back, will I still do the Pilot Sport 2s? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, mm. I think mine are N2s. Uh, the, you yep. know, the N rating, zero is the first generation, then one and then two, depending on how many upgrades they do to the tyre, you know, improvement in the quality or whatever they change over the period of the yeah. life of the tyre. Uh, be interesting to know what Marcos are, actually, if he's the N2s or N3s. Uh, How, yeah, see what he says. Because mine were bought in, when did I buy mine, Steve? 2017? Towards the end of 2017. Yeah. I think it's towards the end of 2017. So they were N2s at the time. Um, so I'm guessing they must be up to N3s now for sure. I'm surprised they're still going, to be perfectly honest, because, like, the PS2's <laughs> been around a long time. But you read the forums, a lot of people just go for the tyre that was originally on the car. A lot of people yeah, buy yeah, Pilot yeah. Sport 2s. I, keep, I read it through the forums again the other day. Most people say, oh, I was tempted by the, you know, the, the ones you bought, but, you know, they still went for the Pilot Sport 2s. But this end thing, and I mentioned to you this before, I didn't realise... Huh. You know, this end thing, and we did a, I don't know whether we did an earlier podcast together or I did it when I was doing solo about the N-rated tyres. We have tires. spoken about N-rated, yeah. Yeah, and I think I did a video about it years ago on um, my YouTube channel, Michael, uh, Michael Bath, if you haven't been to it already. Um, but the N-rating, it said it's to do, mainly to do with the sidewall stiffness. Yep. Now, and that's the main thing. And the sidewall stiffness has to be, uh, be able to take the weight of the rear of the car. And that's why the these tyres... The it's a load rating. rating. Yeah. yeah, it's a load yep. rating. So it has to, um, you know, the characteristics of the 911 and the weight of the rear of the 911, and it's a, and it's the sidewall. So isn't that reason enough to stick with N-rated tyres? Mm, like, I don't... So I don't dispute or doubt the fact that it's a different tyre. I don't think they've just kind of slapped, like, a little marker on the sidewall and then you know, said, hey, this is Porsche-oriented, so therefore you have to pay another, $200. you know, a premium. Yeah. Because um, I, I watched a tyre YouTube review. I think it's tyrereview.com, um, a guy in the UK who's pretty thorough. Um, and he he outlined the difference between PS4s that came like a BMW spec PS4 and uh, just a normal PS4 and explained, like, even the fact that across the sort of construction of the tyre, there's like th three... On a standard PS4, I think there's three different kind of compounds of rubber. 
Whereas on the BMW spec, like um, it's slightly, it's different. And he said it was much better on the BMW version, which was quite interesting. Mm. Um, so like, I don't, I think there's a combination of stuff, like in terms of um, sidewall construction, compound, blah, blah, blah. But to where I kind of got to, for example, there is no such thing as an N-rated PS4. Um, I went for that because I opted for the fact that um, I know it's a very highly regarded tyre and I kind of go, I'd rather have the newer technology and regardless of the fact that it's not N-rated. Um, and I suspect that I probably wouldn't feel the difference between like an N-rated and non-N-rated. But when you say newer technology, this is what I'm always confused about because this is what mm. I'm what I'm saying with the N rating. You know, it begins at yep. zero. You know what I mean? So now they're up to when I bought mine, they're up to two. So like I said, now yep. I'm guessing they're up to three. They couldn't be up to four that quickly. I think it's you know. So they are improving the technology. They change it with the technology. So there must be they're upgrading the tire somewhat each N rating. Yeah, and but how right, are they upgrading right. it? That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm. Now, completely talking out my bum as opposed to a tiny bit talking out my bum. But but they must do that. Sorry, Steve. They must be doing that in collaboration with Porsche, though, because if it's N-rated, Porsche must be saying to them, well, you know, to keep the N-rating, it still must be in collaboration with Porsche. Yeah, but my guess, I'm guessing that um, it might be sort of smaller kind of evolutionary type things like, hey, we've developed a better kind of compound which has more kind of silica in it or, you know, blah, blah, blah in it. And just kind of upgrading maybe the materials as opposed to kind of completely redesigning the tread pattern and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. I wonder if they wear differently. I mean... Yeah, so that's where I kind of come at it from in terms of my brain goes, well, you know, like if if a brand new design, which is sort of like not, you know, 10, 12 years old... um, just just by what you kind of sort of read, it seems like tyre technology is one of those areas that moves on so quickly, so... It's weird, though, you know, this tyre thing, you know, we, we can keep talking mm. about it and talking about it, and I think even we have yeah, shown it's that, that interesting it's, too. <laughs> it's, it's not that interesting, but it's something that always comes up, and it's a question that always gets asked and that people yeah. are always asking, whether it be on the forums. I know when I did that video about it, I, I had heaps of comments about it. I think the podcast, you know, people are always asking about tyres because it's... I yeah. found it quite confusing, even working out the correct pressure to put in your tires. I know, you know, look at what's on the, you know, inside your door jam and that's what you do. But then other people yeah. tell you to do different. You know, I think you told me to do, I think, less than what someone else told me, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, Auto House or your Porsche specialist tell you something else. It's like, what in the hell? What do you put in the, t- in the tires? You know what I mean? What are you doing? You know, then you go on the forums and everyone's got a different, different solution. Some people say just do whatever's in the door jam. Um, yeah. I don't know. Tires are confusing. And N rating, I think, are confusing. I think it's confusing for a lot of people. And a lot of people don't care about it. But I don't know. I don't know. It's a tricky one. Just, uh, you know, we won't kind of keep banging on about it. But I reckon N rated sort of probably makes a bigger difference when your car's brand new because supposedly, um, you know, there's an insurance kind of ramification. Well, there can be as well. Not... I doubt very much that an insurer is ever going to go and check whether or not you've kind of got N-rated tyres on your 992, but, you know, um, that would be one reason why you'd sort of definitely kind of stick with N-rated. I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not quite so sure, um, but, like, 
whenever I've kind of shopped for tyres in the past, I'm not sort of going, hey, I definitely wouldn't do it because I have definitely bought N-rated tyres up until this recent set of PS4 S's. Um, it's probably just more that, you know, if you had to pay $100 a tyre more, would you do it? I'd say no. But um, I think the premium is sort of like about 20 bucks per tyre kind of thing. It's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I know. It's confusing. It's confusing. All right, no more tyres. Here's the other one for you, actually. Yes. Well, one more tyre thing, nitrogen. Have you got nitrogen in your tyres? No, I don't. I had it, believe it or not, I had it in the Audi, remember? I had the green thing. You told me to do it and I did it, but it was a bit of a hassle, to be honest. Yeah, Marco just asked me. It's like, I don't even know what they put in my tyres. So I just put air in in mine now. I mean, that nitrogen thing, I had it in my Audi uh, and I had the green caps and then I had to keep going to that place in in Ataman in Sydney to do it. Yeah, that was kind of a question. Jacks, um, yeah. Yeah, I know. It just it was just too much. In, in the end, I just started putting air in them, even though they had green caps. Exactly, be, and that's what I said to Marco too, which is it, like, yeah, I've had nitrogen before, but I just kind of would top it up with normal air. Like, you know, what difference does it make? I know it's supposed to be more stable, but yeah, I, I can't just really tell. Um, yeah. Steve, I just want to do a shout out. I forgot when we started the podcast. I just want to go back to the Patreon members. Uh, we have two new members on Patreon. Uh, Patreon is where you can go and support the podcast. You just go to patreon.com, you search Porsche Cooled, or you go to patreon.com slash Porsche Cooled and it'll take you to the same page. Um, you can just join up there. Uh, it's pretty easy, um, 2 to $10 a month, and you just help support the podcast. We have two new members this week. Um, I don't know whether I mentioned Bob last week. Did I mention Bob last week? Mm, doesn't sound familiar. Go, Bob. I'm going to mention Bob because I can't remember Bob if I mentioned you last week because sometimes these things come through and, and I miss it. Um, but anyway, I've got three new members over the past few weeks. Uh, Bob, who was on Porsche Cooled Owner Stories, uh, Daily Driven GT3. So thanks, Bob, for joining Porsche Cooled. I know I thanked him personally, but thank you for joining Porsche Cooled. Tyler as well. Um, Tyler has joined. Uh, thank you, Tyler. Uh, at Porsche Cooled Exclusive okay, Plus. Um, and Ben. Uh, ben, I have. I will send you a message. I meant to send it today and I got caught up in meeting it so you would have actually received the message once you hear this podcast, Ben, I recorded on the weekend uh, an owner's story, Steve, coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben's in the UK. Cool. He's got a really cool story. He's got a uh, – I'm going to let it out So you know, just so you get excited. And I did send it to you, I think. I sent it to you. He's got a 98, uh, 981 Spider. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, it's very, very cool. You've not had cool. a Spider on um, no. the owner's stories before? No. No, he's a, he's, it's a good one. It's a really good one. Yeah, cool. Um, so that's coming up. So that's something to look forward to. So thank you so much uh, to all the new members of Porsche Cooled. Like I said, if you guys want to help support the podcast, um, small amount each week, it just helps us keep talking. All right, I think we had done the tire thing. Now I had a thought. You know, <laughs> Steve and I, <laughs> Steve and I have always like you know we do these episodes and we think you know we want to talk about we don't want to just do news and we don't want to just do those sort of things. We want to think about you know we always want to think about things that sort of relate to us. Um, and I had a thought, and I only had the thought not long ago, and I told Steve before we started. <laughs> like literally um, five minutes. Yeah, like literally five <laughs> minutes ago. Um, there's a lot of other news things around. There's that GT3 RS, but we might not talk about that. I mean, the wings just got bigger. I mean, you sent me that picture, Steve. It's just got huge. Um, it's, you know. it's, it's ginormous and it's active. Yeah. Like, um, it's like sort of DRS on a Formula One car. Uh, I think it just looks – I think it looks too big for the road. I don't know. For me, it looks too big. Um but, you know, there's lots of other Porsche news out there. There's the, you know, the electric EV Macan coming up and stuff. But we'll just pass that for yeah. now. We'll just go back into the, yep. um, into the main sort of chat, as we call it. Now, yeah, cool. this is the thought. Let me, let me just – I'll explain to the listeners what I said to you earlier, Steve. You know, 
Um, yeah, yeah. Looking yeah. at because we're always talking about Porsche prices, we're talking about nine eleven prices, and I know a lot of the times we refer to you know car sales because that's the one in Australia. But I also look at Auto Trader. Um, I don't really look at U.S. prices. I look at U.K. prices and Australian prices, and I guess European prices. Um, but there definitely seems to be a trend that 996s are becoming more expensive, Steve. Um, mm-hmm. And they're becoming more expensive. And I guess it's something on my mind because we're always talking to new owners and I'm thinking, you know, like we keep saying, it's getting harder and harder for new people to get into the brand. Yeah. Or it's going to take them longer to get into the brand. You know, you always say, you know, buy the 911 you can afford. But, you know, the prices of 911s are getting very expensive. That SC is a classic example. You know, the SC was yeah, a cheaper yeah, yeah. 911 and, and, you know, that's 90,000 US, so it's not cheap anymore. Sure, that's yeah. a prime, that's a perfect example, low, you know, one owner, you know, immaculate car, but still. So, yep. you know, the gap between a 996, you know, the values of 996s are going up. Um, the values of 997s are going up. Uh, you know, we're talking about generations of 911s here for people who don't know. Um, but they're going up. But the gap is getting smaller, Steve, don't you think? The gap between a 996 and a 997 is smaller. Now, we always talk about, you know, the, you know if you want to get into 911s, obviously the 996 was the one to do because they were really low. Yep. I don't know whether that's the case anymore or it's starting to change and i think what's going to happen and tell me if you think this is true or Mm -hmm. you agree i I think what's starting to happen is is that people are going to start to look at the 997 again and i know people haven't stopped looking at it but i think those people who maybe were looking at 996s will see that gap is not as big and maybe this is more it depends on where you live in the world and in australia this is this is very true That the gap is a lot smaller between a 996 and 997. Now, would you, you know, would would you be tempted to go to the 997 instead of the 996? It's it's well, hard. It's hard for new buyers. It's interesting because, uh, okay, like I'm going to put a slightly different lens over it because okay. I'm predisposed to 997. But I guess I would have thought, like, you know, call it three years ago before this sort of uprising of 996 popularity kind of happened. <laughs> I sort of figured. It's the English that, to um, blame too. It's the English. Oh, and also yeah, it's right. it's Greg. Ajmal. It's Greg at first flight six, and it's Ajmal. <laughs> yeah, Ajmal. I blame Ajmal for everything. Um, but I was going to say that um, I guess like like you know just sort of like you, where you're kind of going, okay, first nine eleven to kind of get into. You didn't really want to go um, air cooled at that point in time because you wanted to potentially sort of drive it more. Um, blah blah blah. You wanted a bit more performance than what an air cooled would provide you I, th- I thought that most people would naturally just go straight to a 997 look at that if they couldn't afford it then they would then go and look at a 996 um, of more recent times it doesn't really feel like that anymore because the 996 has sort of like a following and a reputation unto its own so people now actively don't just kind of go 997 first they actively seek out a 996 first um, you know which is cool I'm not kind of shitting on it sort of thing but um so i kind of wondered whether or not um as you sort of say like with the rising prices of a 996 whether or not that i guess it does push 997.1s up doesn't it yeah the prices have gone up but i think that that the amount that a 996 is going up and i'm i'm, I'm probably thinking about australia here i know the uk is different yep. But the price that yep. a 996 has gone up is a lot more than the more, price yeah. of the 997 has gone up. You know, the 996 prices have doubled. They've literally yeah. doubled. 
let's be honest. But is that because they were so severely undervalued, like, you know, again, call it three years ago? Probably. As opposed to, um, so maybe that's sort of why that seeming increase in their values isn't the same as a 997. Yeah, but, but even the GT3 prices, the 996 GT3 prices are getting pretty close to the 997 GT3 prices, aren't they? Yeah. Some examples. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, Some are, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there one that sold yep. recently that was close to 200 and 996? Yeah, more than that, I think. There was one that went over 200. Yeah, um, so you're almost... This is what I mean. Like, the decision now, you know what I mean? Like, the, it's, it gets harder because the gap... I mean, availability is another thing. We know that these cars are very hard to find now. And when they do come up, they come off off-market. And when they do come up, they go very quickly and you can't really think properly. You have to make a quick decision. You know what I mean? Yep. You do, yep. don't you? You have to make... Look at Marco. He made a really quick decision. He would have missed out on that turbo. That would have gone, you know? Yeah. GT3s, yep. you know... Um, Simon, who was on a couple of weeks ago on Owner Stories, you know, he had to make a quick decision. That car was going to go to um, a dealer and he picked it up before it went to the dealer. You know what I mean? Like, yep. 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 you don't have time to think. So you need to know what, what, what direction you want to go in. And the, and the price differential is, is getting smaller between a 996 and a 997. It's kind of like what happened with the, we keep coming back to this reference point, but it is a little bit 964, 993 scenario again, isn't it? A yeah. little bit. Yeah, Steve. true. Very true. And, you know, I still sit here, still kind of going, I can't believe um, that they're more valuable than 993s, as in 964s. I can't um, believe a, 99, because, a 993 Carrera went up for 189000 and sold straight away. Yeah. Manual. Um, but that's just like all of these cars are kind of going mental. Anyway. You know, there, there's going to be a question that I'm going to add to owner's stories, and I thought about this. It's going to be like, mm-hmm. what is the car, what, is the, what car do you regret selling the most? Right, mm, that's a, yeah. that's the question. So I'm going to ask you that <laughs> yep. question. Out of all the 911s, mm. which one do you regret selling the most? Mm. You've only got two to choose from, actually, because you haven't sold yeah. your GT3. <laughs> no, no, I reckon 993. If I had to choose between those two, I actually preferred my 993 over my 964. Um, that might not kind of meet kind of popular opinion at the moment, but I still think that that was the better car. That's a nice two-car collection, though, the 993 Carrera and the GT3. Yeah. Uh, look, and arguably maybe they're a little bit closer because the 964 is has probably more air-cooled characteristics than um, the 993, so maybe the better pairing would be the 964, but I still, I still think my 993 was a better car than my 964. Do you think... We haven't really got onto the main point, but do you think the prices of these 911s? You think they're going to dive? You think the bubble is going to burst? You know, I've this, got this, no idea. This I'm is not what I mean. Smart that, enough to. I think but, I think used car values are, are, are overinflated, and I think a lot of cars are, are way too expensive. I don't know if Porsche will suffer the same fate of other brands. I think when new cars get back into the swing of it, and new cars are available again, I don't know. I don't know if if Porsche will suffer that much. You know what I mean? Not I 911s anyway. Talking about values is a funny thing, isn't it? Because I guess, you know, like um, how many people are really kind of buying a 911 to actually kind of make money as opposed to, you know, like buying it for the enjoyment of the experience kind of thing? Like I'm not sort of saying that it's not important, value is not important, but, um, you know, so like even if you kind of got in right now and you sort of paid like a bit of what seems like, you know, a premium because the prices keep escalating. Um, and then what, I guess, like say your circumstances require you to kind of liquidate that car and get back out of it quickly. 
Um, do I think that it would kind of plunge like 50 grand? No, it's not. But you're going to you're going to lose your stamp duty and, you know, you might get what you paid for it kind of thing. No. So, But I can't understand. I mean, I don't know whether it was a year ago, it was during COVID mm. or it was when I first went to Bahrain. Maybe it was just after I went to Bahrain. So you're talking two years ago. I remember there was a green yep. 993 for sale in Kayama. Yep. It was on car sales. It sat there for months, Steve. Yeah. It sat there yeah, for yeah. months. It must have been pre-COVID. It was green with tan, and I showed it to you, I think. I remember. And it was yeah, 129 yeah. or 139,000, 129,000, I think. Yep. And it didn't sell. And it was like, oh, my God, it's quite good. You know, the kilometers were over 100,000. It was in good yep. condition. You know, it was a Carrera 2 manual. And you would not Which even find that now. Which is the pick of the um, spec. And yeah. you, wouldn't, you would not find that now. You know, I sent Steve a picture of a, of a Targa during the week that was for sale in the UK. And I only sent mm-hmm. that to you, Steve, that 993 Targa in manuals, because one, it was that, that really good dealer in the UK, yep. Porsche specialist. Yep. I won't mention the yep. name, but a very good dealer. It had high mile, you know, it's 100,000 miles, so what is it, 160,000 kilometers? Which isn't high for a 993. But it was silver. The wheels had either been yep. well looked after or someone had had them restored. So someone had taken some time and had the right seats, you know. Yep. And I kind of look at this because there's, there's a guy I follow on um, YouTube, um, on Instagram called, uh, guy, I won't last his, say his last name, but Ron on, on Instagram. And he just picked up one. He picked up, a, he sent me a message about how he was thinking about it. Uh, and he mm-hmm. picked up one. He's got other 911s though. He's got a few 911s. Um, mm-hmm. And he picked up the Targa. And I was seeing pictures on his Instagram thinking, man, that's really cool. I really think it's underrated, that Targa. I, I've never been a fan of the glass roof Targas. But something about that 993 with those wheels and that roof and the seats and that little bar across the back, yep. I think it's a sleeper. I think it's going to go a bit crazy in price, that car, for some reason. I'd prefer a Targa over a Cabrio, um, yeah. in, in my opinion. But um, yeah. Anyway, that car was 59,000 pounds in the UK, and I thought that's mm-hmm. the price of a 912, you know? And it's, and it's, oh, 25, okay. and it's 25 years old which means you can still take it into stray because it's in that interim period. It's over 25 years old and it's yeah, only 59,000, right, 59,000 pounds, which is, you know, I think it yep. ends up Steve landed in Australia about 130,000 Australian dollars. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Cool. Um, so anyway, so we're, we're you know, you, you're coming into Porsche, you're thinking about 996 and then you're seeing the gap between a 996 and a 997 <clears throat> and maybe I have to use a disclaimer saying in Australia in particular is almost yeah. the same. It's very, very close. So then you have the decision, you know, do you, do you buy a 997.1 or do you try and get a 997.2? But then a 997.2 is so much more expensive, right? Um, yep. So much more expensive. So I don't know. I mean, the 997, the 997.2, as we know, the biggest difference between the 997.1 and the 997.2 is the, is the DFI, um, direct fuel injection. Yep. That was the biggest difference, yep. which means they, they had no need for an IMS bearing anymore. The IMS bearing issue yep. was eradicated because they didn't have an IMS bearing, to my knowledge. That's what happened. Um, you know, the looks are slightly different. I know you're not a, you're not a huge fan of the 0.2 and the GT3, are you? Um, I think of point two in general, like aesthetically, um, the differences are in the taillights. It's kind of got that little scalloped edge that kind of, um, goes into the bumper, um, and the led lights and the front end sort of, you know, classic kind of Porsche, they sort of changed the, 
the driving lights as well, they went LED and sort of the shape of the mouth and everything was sort of changed. Um, aesthetically, I prefer the um, the simpler kind of lines of the point one, but, yeah. you know. What else is the difference um, in the GT3, though? Is there any other difference? Just slight interior differences, isn't it, between the 9 uh, and 7.1 GT3, point two. No, there's a relatively big difference. There's a bigger engine. It went from a 3.6 to a 3.8. Um, those cosmetic things... Um, the interior and the PCM is, um, so the interior is all black and supposedly the plastics are a bit nicer, um, but it's still plastic. Um, what else is there? I don't think there was much different. PCM is PCM3. Yeah, the PCM3 was the main thing and the black plastic, like you said, which looks better. I mean, that's the interior. Oh, the horrible steering wheel? I don't like the point two steering wheel. Yeah, which someone else has said to me as well, actually. I had someone else give me that comment as well. And I thought of you because I know you don't. You're not a fan of it. Yeah. Um, But, like, you know, um, GT3 is a slightly different kind of conversation because, you know, like the point two really is sort of revered because I think um, the engine plus there's some some suspension tweaks that kind of made the car more drivable. There's more torque. I think um, the ride is supposed to be a lot more stable and a lot more kind of settled which means that you could punt it harder if you're driving hard but also if you're kind of daily it it's um more comfortable so yeah like common opinion is that the um point two is the better car than the point one i guess when we come back we come back to the the problem at hand though right someone's looking to get Mm -hmm. into a 911 the 996 prices are rising really quickly they're getting harder and harder to find there's a small gap differential in most countries between the 996 and the 997. You know what I mean? Yep. You can't really, and I know we're talking about the differences between a 997.1 and a 997.2 now, but that's, I just yes. wanted, I just wanted us to point that out, Steve, because really the differences are very minimal. You know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. it, there's a little bit of body difference, like Steve said, with the, the front bumper and the LED, LED daytime running lights and, you know, and the rear lights and, you know, the wheel the wheels were slightly different. There were more choices in the wheels. The interior's got the PCM, which is better, of course. And, you yep. know, and it's got Bluetooth and, you know, it's got black plastic. Yep. But, you know, the price differential then to get to a 997.2 is really, really high. And it's high, as we know, especially if you want a manual. Um, you know, it did have PDK. That was, the ma- that was another thing that was introduced. We didn't say that. The PDK was introduced yep. in the point two. True. Yep. But if, if you're looking for a 911, what I'm trying, you see the point I'm trying to get to here is that you go to the 996, the 996, it's still between the 996 and the 997.1. Um, yep. Because the 997.2, because of the rarity of it, because of the time that it was produced during the GFC, because of what was yeah. happening in the world, um, there are not that many around. <clears throat> you know, I like the Carrera 2S in the 997.2. I think it's, you know, it's a great car in years to come, but I think it's almost out of the yep. equation. But what I'm trying to say, Steve, is for new listeners who are thinking about getting a Carrera or thinking about getting a 997, you know, mm-hmm. yes, the IMS is there and we talk about that. We're not going to talk about IMS today. But apart yep. from that, you know, what looks better? They both look good. But, you know, if you they can't... look good. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, you, it's going to be hard to reach to a point two. So you have to look at the point one um, and you have to be comfortable yeah, with the point one. Um, it is the classic conversation because if you kind of go, hey, do I want a 996? Oh, like, you know, for X amount more, like I'll make up numbers, like for 10 grand more, like if I can stretch another 10 or 15 grand, then I can get myself into a 997.1. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. Like there's a sort of monetary kind of consideration with that. And then you have to kind of go again. It's like, oh, for another, you know, whatever it is, but I don't think it's 10 or 15. I think it's substantially more. 
do I then stretch harder and go to a point two? Um, you know, it's the kind of classic thing of well, if you kind of pay, if you're willing to um, crack open the piggy bank and spend more, then you can potentially get you know a better or newer car. Yeah. Whether it's better or not, uh, I suppose. I suppose it's probably fair to say that it's better, um, but. Um, it's just costing you more, that's all. I guess this is more a stream. I keep going back to the stream market because I know I was looking the other day, I was looking at 997s. And I think in the UK, mm. there's somewhere around a 0.1997 base Carrera was around like some, yeah, like mine, which is somewhere, I think it was around 20, I'm probably going to quote this wrong. I think it was around 27,000 pounds roundabout. I think there were a few. Now, right. I know Ajmal got the cheapest 996 in the UK when he bought it. Um, yep. Not that he treats it like the cheapest 996, but he's got the cheapest 996. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the prices of 996s, I think, you know, I think he told me, I think they're about 15, you know, 15 is kind of the starting price. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. For a, maybe not a great one, but this is just a base. So I guess in the UK, it's a little bit different because it is kind of half the value. See, the 996 in Australia isn't half the value. A 996 Carrera isn't half the value now of a 997 Carrera. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not following the prices, but yeah. Well, it's okay. not. It's I'll not because they're 80 it. grand. Yeah. They're 80 grand for a 996. They come up manual, especially okay. manual. We're talking yeah, about yeah. manual. And then the price yeah. of a, say, my car is probably more like yeah. 105. You know what I mean? Probably more than that now, isn't it? I don't think it's much. I think you'd be stretched still to get more. Or maybe, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm okay. out of touch. I don't know. Uh, it just sort of seems like the asking prices are kind of beyond that. Because the last couple of ads that you sent me were sort of more like around the 120 mark, weren't they? Do you, yeah, they were, you're right. There was one for 129, wasn't it? And I was making fun of it. I think that sold though. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I'm wrong. <laughs> making fun of it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, you know what I'm saying? I just think it's really, you know, we're all passionate and we all, you know, people, I know people listen to the podcast and they haven't got a 911, they want one. And I think, and yes, it is, it depended on where you live, but it's, it really is. It's really getting hard, you know what I mean? If you don't have a lot of money and you've oh, got absolutely. other priorities and you've got other things in your life, you know, or you just started a family or whatever position you are in your life, there's always something that's going to hold you back. It's not easy, mm. you know? And then the air-cooled side of it, it's getting crazy as well. The 912s used to be an entry level. They're Super getting crazy. crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? The SC was easy. That's getting crazy. So, you know, so what? The only bargain at the moment is, is the Boxster, really. But yeah, we're, we're talking. That. Yeah, 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 but we're talking about 911s. You know what I mean? We're talking about if you're looking for a 911, what do you look for? And I don't know. Um, it, it, I don't know. It puzzles me because I just don't know how you can get into the brand, you know, easily now. It seems it seems like it's getting harder. Very and harder. hard. Mm. Very hard, unless you're kind of winning the lotto. But yeah, like uh, unfortunately, I do think like this particular conversation between the different generations of 997. I don't know, I guess like if you're in the market, it's really going to boil down to money and whether you can kind of make the stretch or not. Like you can easily see the argument for kind of going, oh, you know, buy a point two. I even remember when I bought my GT3, my uncle kept sort of saying to me, oh, son, you should really get the, you know, you should buy the Gen 2, not the Gen 1. And right. there, was, there's a, there was a silver one that was kind of sitting there that didn't seem that dear, but it's like, you know, I can't remember the prices at the time, but I think, you know, I was shopping on about 150, 155 
there was a Gen 2 that was about 175, like it was 20, 25 grand more. And he kept sort of saying, you really should get that silver one. It's like, I don't have 25 extra grand. Yeah, like, that's that's the I'm thing, stretching, isn't it? I'm stretching hard enough to kind of get to, you know, like 150 or 155, not 175. So, you know, like there, there literally is a ceiling and I can't do it. Like you're dead right. I should be kind of getting, you know, the, the Gen 2, but I just can't afford it. And I'm, I'm sure that's probably the situation of most people. Yeah, and I was the same with mine. You remember, you know, I didn't really, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really want to spend any more than 90, you know what I mean, 90,000 yeah, yeah. Australian. And we went and looked at that, my one that, we, that I own now, yes. and it was more than 90, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm not yep. thinking I could get it below 90. But then I remember there was Carrera S's for sale, and I was looking, you know, they were in, shown up, advertised. Yeah. And I think they were only, what, 105 mm. or something, or not even that, yeah, you know, maybe 99 or 105. And that to me was like, that's 10 grand more, it's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I was about to say that, like, you know, 10, 10, 15 grand more, like, is still a substantial amount of money. Like, if you're just kind of going, oh, five grand more, like, you know, for example, for me, like, I think, you know, I had the chance to kind of buy a GT3 for cheaper than what I paid, but for five grand more, like, mine came with, you know, options that I kind of particularly wanted. So it's like, yeah, five grand, it's cool. Yeah. But once you start kind of going, hey, 25 grand more, like, that's still, <laughs> that's still a, a decent whack of cash. Yeah, most people yeah. have ceilings. Yeah, true, true. It's it's yeah, and you're right. Actually, I mean, you buy what you can afford. We keep coming back to the same argument. I mean, I like talking about this over and over again because it is it it hmm. it's a question. It's somewhat. It's what we're all thinking. You know what I mean? Whether you're new to the brand or you're looking for something else, it's what you what you keep thinking. You know what I mean? I was thinking the other day. You know, I, I still want a nine twelve. I haven't gone off the off that nine twelve idea. Yeah, um, yeah. Even though you're not keen on it. Um, and after seeing okay, after seeing after seeing Stephen's one who's coming up in a future owner stories after seeing his um his nine twelve that he's getting built um, and also after seeing um, Stephen in the UK who's got the Irish green one uh, or from yep. Jersey sorry um, Channel Islands he yep. had a picture on his Instagram of the engine Prill have finished the work on the engine Steve and it just had the engine okay. on a, on a stand it was like wow that looked amazing yeah, cool. like it looked amazing. Yep. You know, it's kind of exciting, you know, like it's, it's good to see. Um, so I'm still keen mm. on it. But then I was thinking about the GT3 thing. I know Marco's going to be laughing at this when he hears this. I was thinking about the GT3 thing, and you are mm-hmm. too. And I was thinking, you mm-hmm. know, why, why get a 997? I mean, I like the 997, but why go to 997? Why not try to get the Pinnacle and to get the um, 991.2 in manual? Why not just, just try to get that? Um, mm, yeah. You know, um, like sell it, sell, <laughs> it's sell, sell the nine nine seven. See, why. then the nine, but then the nine twelve dream goes out the window because you can't have both. See, my my idea was having a, a, a the two sure. so that I have variety. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I go to a cousin cafe, one day I can take the nine twelve, the other day I can take the nine nine seven. You know what I mean? But then I'm thinking yeah, about the GT. No, you just get your butler to drive the other one. <laughs> then I was thinking about the GT three thing when I was out the other day exercising. And I was thinking, yeah. you know, the 901.2 keeps coming up. Everything I listen and everything I watch, it's like, that's the one. You know, Johnny Lieberman on Spike, you know, was saying yeah. 901.2. You know, uh, pretty you much know, gasoline does, yeah. car, which yeah. one? Yeah. 901.2, if you can have one, that's the car, manual. Yep, yep, yep. You know, but these car, you know, and the price in Australia, people who don't know, it's like three, they come up for somewhere between 340 and 390, maybe. Yeah, they're going up as well, aren't they? And they're going to go up, kind of you know, when, when 992 sort of see. Yeah, when 992 allocations are, you know, thinner and thinner on the ground. 
Um, it's funny because I always thought that maybe the prices would kind of come down now that the 992 has been released. Um, I don't think the cars have been delivered yet, um, but it seems like um, for whatever reason it's COVID again and supply issues or just an appreciation for it. But they haven't. They definitely haven't dipped. They seem to kind of be creeping upwards a little bit. Yeah, I saw the the, the new price of a GT3. I saw it. It was like four hundred and twenty thousand Australian yeah. dollars or something. It's almost half a million bucks, right? It's yeah, crazy. for a GT three, it's crazy. I remember when they were three hundred thousand, yeah. and that seemed like a lot. Now they're like four hundred. Yeah. And once you put a few options and get it on the road, it's five hundred thousand. It's literally a yeah. five hundred thousand dollar car, half a million dollars for a GT three. Yeah. yeah, if you can get. But one. Um, going back to your kind of quick conundrum, though, like, um, see, even your ceiling has crept a little bit because <laughs> yeah, I remember like ages ago. Yeah. Ages ago, I think I put it to you in a podcast, it's like, okay, so if the choice is between your current 997 Carrera plus a 912, um, assuming that, you know, there's like, however, the monetary value of those two cars combined is the equivalent to a 997 GT3, which do you choose? And now all of a sudden you're kind of creeping up to a 991.2. Yeah, you I just know. Added like I was just thinking though, if you're going to get a GT3, you, you go up. You know, go to the newer generation and get the 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 pinnacle of the the nine nine one, the pinnacle of the nine nine one, the nine nine one point two in manual. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you just yeah, do yeah. it. Yep. But yep. you're right. It it still makes more sense. And I'm you know I'm struggling to do this at the moment. It still makes more sense just to get a nine twelve or a, an SC or you know or a nine eleven T, um, if I can get a cheap one. Um, it mm-hmm. makes more sense. There's a nice nine eleven yeah, T at European Collectibles. I sent it to you. I think didn't I? Seventy one thousand US dollars. Quite yeah, cheap. You did. You did. Still, for you, I still think um, I still like in terms of the trying to win the spend Michael Barth's money competition. Um, I still think the way that I'm going to win that is to kind of is the move for you is to kind of sell your car and get a GT3, like a 907 GT3. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting actually. Talk, it would be interesting to know what the night. I mean, when I come back to Australia now, like towards the end of the year, it'd be interesting to see hmm. where the values sit. I'd be very interested to know where the values sit. I mean, like, you know, if someone said, oh, you know, you can get 140000 for your car, well, it'd be yeah. tempting to sell it at 140000 right? It'd be tempting. Mm-hmm. Because... And see, at that rate, then, I reckon you're tipping maybe another 80 to 90 to get yourself into a GT3. Yeah. Still in the 912, though. Um, yeah. And see, like, then if a 912 costs you more like 100 and... About 100, say? Um, yeah. To me, like if you kind of if that was the sort of thing that you were faced with, I'd sort of go, no man, just get the GT three. Mm. Yeah, but you know, it's not, not easy. Decision, it's not easy. Um, I just want to do one thing before we go. We're almost at the end, Steve. We're going to call mm. it um quits. Did you want to talk about anything else about the nine nine seven? I hope that was clear to everyone. I I I don't know. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm being very clear. I um, don't think I'm being clear, but I'm I've got different headphones in, and I can only hear myself. Like I feel like I'm. Oh really? I've got. A sock over my head, so it's really weird. I think I'm shouting as well. <laughs> no, you're not shouting. It sounds good today. Um, last okay. week we had a few technical difficulties. I don't know if you guys noticed it. At the end of the podcast, there was a bit of echo, but I, I seem to cut it most out, so most of it out, so it should be okay. My headphones died. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. I mean, when values creep up, it makes you sort of reassess the whole market and think about, you know, where you want to get in at, you know, where people want to get in at. And I know a lot of people are looking at 997s and a lot of people are still looking at 996s. And it is personal preference. You might prefer to buy a Boxster, you know. Um, it just depends what you want. I just want to say, though. Actually, um, yeah, go on. 
Sorry. I was just going to say, like, one interesting conundrum with that. So, like, if if you're in the market and you're choosing between a 996 and a 997, I wonder if there's a massive difference in the maintenance and the upkeep between those two. I think they'd be the same. I think they'd be really similar. Yeah. Do you reckon, like, the 996, because, like, the the material quality, like the plastics and stuff like that, um, I wonder if because, like, I don't think this is unfair to sort of say that it's probably not as good, whether or not you're going to be spending more, Uh, obviously because it's an older car as well, but... I guess... um I guess uh, I didn't win that 912 that I entered that sweepstake draw. I ent- actually entered it. You can enter it if you're in the UK. I entered it. I just got the thing saying I didn't win. I can't believe it. I just wasted how much money? God. What's wrong with me? £400? Um, Ajmal, Ajmal, I hope you won because I didn't win. I think Ajmal entered as well. It was an orange 912 that, that uh, Greg, at first, Greg at first flight six sent me. Uh, he entered it as oh, well. It was say. in his area was... in, in, in where he lives. Um, and he said it was legitimate. So I did it. Just don't you because. have a friends? Don't you have a gentlemanly friends agreement with Ajmal that if he wins, that you get a cut? In he it? has to give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just saw that email. Then for anyone listening, it was just a competition, a sweepstake competition <laughs> in the US that I joined. How, how, how to buy your first Porsche? You don't. Know, you buy a lottery see, this ticket. This is where I'm, I'm desperate. Desperation. See, I'm in desperate times. All right. I just want to. Um, did you finish what you were saying, Steve? Sorry, did I cut you off? Yeah, I did. Um, I, did, I did. I was just. It just made me think about maintenance. Whether there was a big difference between the um, the two as well. So before we leave, I want to just leave on a on a, another note. Um, uh oh. Todd, <laughs> Todd at Stone City Outlaw. Todd, I hope you're still lying on the beach somewhere and having a great holiday. Um, Todd sent me a message. He said after listening to um, after listening. Sorry, I'm not talking to the microphone. He said after listening to the podcast uh, last week. Um, how we were talking about Cindy and Tasha, how they're very, you know, understanding us doing this podcast. He said he thinks mm. that the Patreon um, fund should be used to buy them flowers once a month. I thought that was a good suggestion. My wife won't appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's a very nice thought. As, uh, and it, it's appropriate as you can hear my kids screaming in the background. Yes, too, um, I think. Steve, Steve has to go. He's got to, he's got to make breakfast now. It's breakfast time. <laughs> It's all good. All right, everyone. Um, we're rambling at the end. Sorry, sorry. We, sometimes we forget we're recording. I know you guys like it, but sometimes we actually do forget we're recording. Um, that's it. <laughs> Steve, I'll see yes, you mate. next week, mate. Yeah, cool. Take it easy. Have a good week. Hope um, hope the work stress yeah. dies down a little bit. Anything you want to say to the listeners before we go? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know I don't like talking to people, mate. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, That's Steve coming in from Sydney, Australia. Um, My name is Michael Bath. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Porsche Cool Podcast. That's about it. Bye for now.